0: All right, here we go with episode 48 of beers in the lot stanley cup edition guess what we talked about this episode that's right jack eichel and yeah tampa one but let's get to it it's time for beers
1: this beer needs to be poured oh
2: yeah, you have to pour
1: this. the gloves on sir yeah. With white gloves.
0: I wish I had my white
1: gloves. White gloves.
3: I'm gonna drink it the same way the Tampa Bay Lightning are: as quick and as furious. I'm gonna as white possible. gloves on. Oh, you got your white gloves. in <laughs> the beer. Oh, he's got his white gloves. Oh, nice. Yeah, you your white gloves. <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> oh yeah.
0: Shut that, up. that, up. that up. <laughs> Yeah. Got it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I had to d- make do with the, uh, i had like two pair of white gloves in my, in my garage. <laughs> I'm like, these are the only things I have. So I put them on and they're like both ripped. <laughs> so i had to like piece them together.
3: Well, I guess for anyone guessing then, uh, all four of us have the exact same beer courtesy of a good, uh, buddy of our GP up in the great white North, uh, he Was able to deliver it to an undisclosed location here stateside. We were able to secure these. A
0: dead <laughs> drop.
3: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like a Call, Call of Duty drop zone. Um, like a care package. Uh, Molson Canadian. These, he said
0: it via drone.
3: <laughs> yeah, via drone. The Molson Canadian limited edition Stanley Cup batch. That is what we were all drinking this evening.
2: It is delightful. That was. That was. Poured over the Stanley Cup during the brewing pot process. Therefore, we are drinking beer out of the Stanley Cup, just like the Stanley Cup champion Tampa Bay Lightning are probably doing right now, <laughs> somewhere <laughs> in Tampa as they <laughs> terror- as they terrorize the town a night after they defeated the Montreal Canadiens and the local waterways. <laughs> yeah, let the
1: summer violence. Continue. Yeah, summer
2: of violence <laughs> continues.
1: <laughs> hey Aaron, are you drinking out of the cup? I am drinking out of the cup. Are you drinking huh. out of the cup? I am drinking out of the cup.
0: Huh. <laughs> <laughs> Not bad. Huh. What's funny is that we are all drink I assume we're all, John, drinking out of our beers in the lot cups as well. John's drinking from the bottle
2: uh, glasses. You know.
1: yes.
0: All right. Fine. Fine. I'm Even that you guy a
3: bottle opener. Yeah, I had a struggle for a bottle opener.
2: delayed drinking this for
0: yeah. 15 minutes. Yeah.
2: Not a team. My- <laughs> not a team guy.
3: Yeah. I have I have like two flasks and a really nice like uh, pouring apparatus for bourbon that measures everything. But for beer, like if it's not in a can, I have no way to drink it. I have to like scrounge for a bottle opener because I'm <laughs> six. Um, yeah. <laughs> So, uh, but anyway, uh anyone have any closing thoughts on the Stanley Cup final from last night?
0: Yeah, went about as expected, honestly. thought the game was good. Game was a good game. Yeah, it yeah. was a good game. 1-0, that's good.
1: Didn't want either team to win, but.
3: <laughs> yeah, I agree. <laughs> it's,
1: o- it's over now. Let the summer begin.
3: It doesn't work that way, Daniel. <laughs> maybe in the NBA. Maybe in the NBA. They could just take away championships and they stuff, just but, overturn them. Yeah, yeah. They overturn them years after, but they award trophies in the National Hockey League.
1: I'm gonna audit the, all the missed calls from that game.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I will say, the salt is so real. From the Montreal fans, and Ugh. you're hearing it all over the place. It's like, oh, it's two asterisk cups for them, one bubble cup, one shortened season cup with weird divisions. It don't really count. Like,
2: I'm sure you guys would say the same thing if you were
1: 18 million over the cap. Well,
2: hey, let's do, <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about the shortened season with weird divisions. Did the Montreal Canadiens benefit or not benefit? from being in the north quote-unquote Canada division and and only playing those teams and only having to win two series against teams that they had seen all throughout that short season to get mm-hmm. to the semifinal and then, you know, work hard to get through Vegas, obviously, but like, did they not benefit from that? So, yeah, complain of Complain about the short season. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but they, No, they said that it's, people were saying that at the beginning of the season when the divisions were unveiled, it's like, this means that Canada is going to have a free trip to the third round. Like right. they've been on a third round, a third round drought. I'm not sure how many years it is, but they had no trips to the finals in a very long time.
3: Well, 05 when Carolina won it. That was the Edmonton Vancouver 20 Vancouver. What year did Boston win the cup? Twenty eleven. They played Vancouver, so they've had sprinkles. But you know what, though, like Montreal beat. It's kind of a drought, though. Three really, you know what they did, but Montreal still, at the end of the day, beat three really good teams to get to the cup. Like you could say whatever you want. "Eh, they play in a Canadian division. Blah blah blah. They still had to get out of it. But I would also say, you know, Tampa going back to back. These were two really hard seasons. Say whatever you want about them being short, etc. You heard all the stuff that happened with players in the bubble, where they just weren't happy, and it was just total Groundhog Day. So, like mentally, a lot of the guys kind of checked out to some extent. And then this year, with all the, you know, the weird travel schedule, kind of the home, you know, home requirements, where they really wanted you to, you know, do your part, stand doors, all that stuff, and then even playoffs, you know, a lot of the same stuff. So I kind of, you know, everyone's gonna say it was easy, and they're million dollars over the cap, so what. But I would argue these two Stanley Cups are really hard to win. A lot harder than a normal season, minus, you know, the, the tax of the, you know, extra thirty some games you play in the regular season. Mentally, I think it was a lot tougher to stay checked in and locked in that entire time. Especially Tampa this year. Like they won a cup in the bubble. Like they probably were gonna go to the playoffs, but to be that focused throughout and I think they were more dominant this year than they were last year in the playoffs in general. The only team that I really gave a what, a run was the Islanders, was it? They're
0: 14-0 and 0 the game after losing.
3: Like, that's unbeatable.
0: If you win every time that you lose, like you win the next game after you lose one, I, you're going to win a cup. I mean, the only way that you lose the, in that situation, if you're going to win every time that you've lost the game previous, the only way is for the you to lose game one. And so if you win game one and you keep that unbeaten after a loss record then you win the cup i think that's all it is to it (laughs) so you so you want easy formula right i figured figured out how aaron's
3: gonna coach we're gonna lose game one but then win every game after you know vice versa and then we're gonna let the team do everything else but we're gonna touch the puck at the last second and score when the team makes a mistake all right i figured (laughs) out your strategy
0: (laughs) if it wins the game It's the winning strategy, and it was better than your
1: opponents.
3: Anyway. anyway. Gosh.
0: (laughs) I digress.
1: Yeah, (laughs) I digress. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Remove the
3: senator from West Virginia, please. I don't think.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You're out of order, sir. Yeah.
1: (laughs) I don't think you could asterisk them. I mean, every team going into both seasons, they all had the same opportunity. Mm-hmm. to to win the cup. I mean, they all had the same amount of games, you know, they played different opponents. Yeah. I mean, uh, you might say that it was a weaker division, but I mean, it was a division that had, you know, McDavid and had Toronto with, uh, that stacked stable. And I mean, I, no, I, I don't, I don't think you can asterisk them at all. I think it was no, uh, definitely not.
0: Yeah. yeah, I agree. I mean, the only, the only possible argument for an asterisk on this, this cup is the salary cap thing. That's the only po- And that's still a stretch. I it mean, was already done. It's though. been said before all the teams signed the same CBA, like anybody,
2: anybody could have done this, but whatever, you know, and multiple teams do it. Multiple teams do it and, and they, they do it. Yeah. And they, and they did it in the season, not for the whole season for two players, but like. For stretches of the season, they would put guys on LTIR if they were banged up, get them some rest, get them healed up, recapture some of that money, you know, like it's, this isn't they, they all know what they're doing. They all have some sort of like salary mm-hmm. cap specialist on staff in the hockey ops department and they all know what the rules are and they all know what they're doing. So and compl- complain John about mentioned it. it.
0: Right, yeah. And John mentioned it a couple podcasts ago where Vegas had to play with some guys with a shortened bench because of cap issues. Yeah. Like that's a team that's not managing their cap properly, whereas Tampa Bay is doing it the right way. So everybody's following the same rules. It's not it shouldn't be an argument.
3: Oh, and the other thing Tampa still had to win. They still had to win to get in
0: without those guys.
3: And Mm -hmm. also say whatever the hell you want.
1: They got in that spot, and then they came back. I mean, yeah, can't complain about that,
3: yeah, Tyler Johnson for Tampa and Corey Perry were both on the waiver slash taxi squad list multiple times this year due to salary cap reasons. If any team you know had an issue with it, they could have not only oh picked those guys up or you know do it themselves. Vegas, unfortunately, I think they had more issues with injury because. They couldn't bring guys up due to max contracts. They they are in a cap pickle, yes, but it's a little different than the long-term IR solution that Tampa found because they're they're a little more uh, light on contract deals. Um, but Tampa, too, like they're going to have players come up in the next couple of years, and they drafted a lot of the guys that are on that roster, too. That's the other thing. They drafted really well, and they developed Dude, players.
2: John Cooper said it on the ice right after... They got the cup and the guys were skating it around. He said it on the ice. I don't know what reporter he was talking to, but he said, you know, we all, we didn't talk about it publicly, but all of us, you know, on the team, on the coaching staff and all the players know that next year, this roster is going to look a lot different. We are not going to all be together again like we were these last two years. So if we were going to do it, we had to do it now and so they all understood that they were fortunate you know to to still be in that situation and they found motivation from it so you know complain about it (laughs) 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 i don't want to hear it the one the one
3: thing yeah the one thing i will say about tampa though and i i kind of i like you kind of go back and look at like those failures that they had, especially the you know the first round sweep they had to Columbus that year. They were this run and gun team. They scored a ton of goals. You know, say whatever you want about them defensively. So in the off season, what do they do, they all made a commitment. Hey, we're still going to score a ton of goals, which they do. But we we're going to learn how to play and figure out how to shut down teams when it matters. And the last two years, they won a cup. So. So they were able to retool slash figure a new system out almost with the same personnel they've had. So it kind of makes you think some of those teams now that, you know, I I hate saying Edmonton, Toronto, Avalanche, I don't think they're in that conversation yet. Give them maybe two more years, and then you can kind of start pointing more fingers at the guys and the personnel and everything else. But that's a really good case study in, taking what you have, retooling, and then adjusting for variables that you either can't control or stuff you can control. Because I don't think the Tampa Bay team of two and three years ago was going to win multiple 2-1 or 1-0 games, especially in elimination games. Game seven, I know Pittsburgh and the Caps took care of them when they went on to win their Cups in game sevens.
2: I think there's a adversity aspect to that too, where I think championship-caliber teams um they have to kind of go through that arc of you know they're really good in not playoff situations and then there's expectations going into playoffs and and then they face some adversity uh for several years and then they break through right and and you see it like in the NHL, you see it in baseball, you see it in basketball, you see it in all all you know elite level sports really where you have to go through those walls to to get to the other side and and get your championships
0: right and part of it might be getting extremely close but not not right. pulling it off right like that's
2: you see that all the time i mean you know we we just mentioned the islanders earlier right think about them they they were eliminated by tampa the last two seasons with Tampa going on to the cup final and winning right and they're that close right they're 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 that close to the cup final and they get eliminated by the eventual winner the last two years you know maybe there's some moves that they can make or some things that they can look at and how they approach the game or or tactically um you know, play the game that can help them get over that hump and, you know, get past Tampa or get past whatever that, that thing is that, that they just can't get to the, the final.
0: I mean, you saw it with Tampa, even like Tampa, Tampa lost to Pittsburgh and to, to the caps in a a conference final. And with Pittsburgh, it was Bishop went down on the first play and they had to play Vasilevsky. But Vasilevsky has now turned into their just ridiculous <laughs> uh, con Smythe winning goaltender. I mean, <laughs> uh, they, he went from a backup to the guy, and I can't imagine that they'd have it any other way at this point. He, he also makes ten, him, so.
3: 10 million bucks. <laughs> wow. Well. Yeah, he's not a Cup <laughs> anymore.
0: <laughs> yeah, this
3: makes about ten.
0: Yeah, maybe, maybe they needed to get to the conference final and have it get really close and and with the Caps at least to, to seven games. I forget how many of the Pens had him with, but seven. They, Brian they got Russ that got close. Got two. We had seven too?
3: Yeah, it was oh, seven. Yeah, Brian true. Russ yeah. got so two. Maybe they
0: they had to go seven games in the conference final with two powerhouse teams in the East, and then. They probably learned something from these things, and were like, hey, we got to get some different guys in, move some pieces around, change things up. Just like you said, you, you got to hit the adversity, and then, then you make your way.
1: Did you guys see that thing about Kalorn? How oh yeah, he Broken broke fibula. his fibula. Yeah. Had a rod inserted into his leg. He skated warmups in game four. He wanted to play. <laughs>
3: yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: But a, <laughs> another cool thing about that is um, they, uh that guy uh, Colton came in for him, and he's the one who scored the uh, the game winner. Yeah, USA. Really cool story.
3: Yeah, and Matthew Joseph played pretty well when he came in too. Had a he had a really good assist on that. Uh, was it Fat Pat's goal, Patty Maroon's goal, in one of the games? I forget which one. <laughs> so yeah. That
0: three time maroon.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean
0: it was funny in all the pictures. He was holding up three and the other guys were holding up two.
3: Yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I saw him like do some sponsorship for uh like some shave company. Part of me wanted to see him do something for the Because you know there's gonna be a photo floating around the next couple of days with pee-pee <laughs> pants. So whatever. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> mm-hmm.
3: But yeah, Killorn, rod in his leg, wanted to skate. NBA players getting carted off for yeah, man. cramps.
1: Friggin' massive cojones.
0: Yeah. Cramps. I don't know what Aaron was
3: doing?
1: He broke his leg and he didn't skate pussy
0: <laughs> yeah aaron but i didn't have surgery i didn't have surgery so um, oh, oh, it's yeah. different
3: <laughs> and i'm and i'm skating by aaron as it all ha- is happening you're embarrassing us aaron get up
0: <laughs> uh-huh. aaron, get up you're embarrassing me
2: he didn't have the benefit of a rod in his leg <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right. that's true yeah. it. <laughs> uh, Gosh.
0: Ugh. No, I didn't want to play the week after. I did carry my bag out to the car, though, on the advice of another podcaster.
3: Yeah, good. <laughs> huh. Carry that thing. Who
0: is not a medical doctor. Definitely yeah. not <laughs> an MD. No. <laughs> <Uh-oh. laughs> Just walk on it. It'll be fine.
3: It's funny we're talking about, like, kind of Killhorn with the injury, because it's... <laughs> It's well known that Jack Eichel wants out yeah. of Buffalo, and a lot of it's because he wants to have this neck surgery. Buffalo wants him to do rehab, yada yada. But then it came out, uh, Jim Rutherford for the Athletic came out with something about St. Louis. Vladimir Tarasenko wants to go because he has no trust with the St. Louis Blues organization and their team medical staff because he has had three shoulder surgeries, and apparently two of them did not clean up slash heal the one shoulder issue he had. I don't know if it was a muscle or tendon. I didn't read too deep, but you know, kind of funny how like (laughs) medical doctors at the NHL level who performed the first two surgeries for Tarasenko, they didn't find an issue that the third one that he got kind of, you know, third party, if you will figure that out. Now he wants out. So that's another hot free agent. Well, not free agent, but a guy who's tied up, who's looking to move in a very weird summer. It's going to be because the expansion draft and everything else is fast upcoming that'll be interesting to see where vlad goes i think it's
0: it's a it's kind of a bad sign that this is happening in multiple organizations where the players are losing confidence in their medical staff the team medical staff that's that's not a good look that that doesn't bode well that that looks like teams trying to push guys to do stuff that's not good for their health or or something like that. Like, it does not look good to me, but I don't know. We don't have the full stories, of course, and and people are human. Doctors make mistakes. That's why you get second opinions. But it, I think that it's a bad look when it's happening twice, where players are wanting to move from their team because the team isn't treating them right and treating their health right. So yeah. I don't know.
2: Yeah, but with Eichel, there's a lot of other stuff behind that. Like that's oh, that's yeah, like yeah, the, yeah. that's it's.
0: It's a straw out of many straws on that camel's back.
2: That's the beginning of the end. That's the beginning of the end of that story for him in Buffalo. There's all the other stuff that's happened since he got there, right? All the disappointment, all the mishandling of other draft picks that are not, you know, number one, number two picks, uh, all the mishandling of other contracts, uh, all the mishandling of, Uh, other acquisitions through trades and and free agent signings like there's there's a lot of other stuff there for him to be pissed off about as the franchise guy when he was drafted right like they were going to build around him well they never did build around him and he's getting fed up and i get that right and then there's this injury stuff from a from a player and organization that he's contracted to standpoint they are well within their rights to say you can't you can't go get that second and third opinion you have to use our doctors we will send you to another doctor if we choose to do that right like i from what i read that's how it works so you know yeah it looks bad but I think this is the way it is, and I also think that it's the way it is for a lot of players in that league, and that sucks but and and it could also be a thing
0: where like we were, you remember when he was when Michael was getting his contract situation squared away after his eLC he kind of made i don't want to say made up a story or made up a narrative but he definitely lets some information go public that got fan bases on his side as opposed to sure. management's side. And I'm hurt and they won't help me get better. That's a great way to get people on your side and make the other side look like the bad guys. And maybe yeah. Tarasenko sees the same sort of thing happening and says, hey, that's a way that I could get out if I want to get out. So, I mean, who knows? It could just be something along those lines too. Not that I'm downplaying injuries for Ter- either of them, but
2: Tarasenko has a history too. He he's not the most durable player. He's had multiple injuries yeah. over the last few seasons, and he's missed a lot of time. He's missed playoff time, like mm. so. He's actually been yeah. really injured. If he's missing playoff time, right? So people could say whatever they want. Like he could say whatever he's saying now you know, all you have to do is go look at newspaper articles from the last, you know, 4 or 5 years and he's missed time because he's not as durable as, you know, maybe people think or he's trying to make it out to be, uh, who knows. And and as much as we don't want to say uh, oh guys can lose playing time or roster spots to injury, it absolutely happens and you can. If you're not available, and someone else is, and they contribute and they, they play well. That's the way it goes sometimes. Yeah, you get Wally pipped. Yeah.
3: And and I know the one thing with Eichel, it's not, I, I don't know why they're bringing it up more. Apparently, the surgery Eichel wants, they've done it in other sports. I feel like it's like swimming and tennis and something else. So it's somewhat, I wouldn't say experimental because it's past that stage, but it's a surgery that no athlete in an impact sport like MMA or, football or hockey has done so I think that's why Buffalo is kind of more on the fence of we'd rather you rehab because there is proven documented success in our sport with rehab for this type of injury I think similar to what Eric said whether or not yeah he's a human being he's a player Buffalo owns his rights he's an asset like in that and that's kind of the way Buffalo is looking at it to some extent I'm sure they want to be very open with Jack Eichel as he's, you know, he is a centerpiece of their franchise, but I don't think they want him taking an experimental surgery. He ends up having something either go wrong with it or it goes super sideways, or maybe he's never the same way because of the way the surgery goes. And then they either have to pay him out in long-term IR where they're paying $10 million to a guy who's not even on the roster or, you know, they get a fraction of what Jack Eichel could be or is currently because he is a good player when he's in a lineup. He makes things happen. I mean, yeah, Buffalo has their own issues, blah, blah, blah. But he's a good player. He is. And I know we kind of bag on him a little bit because he looks like sour grapes.
0: <laughs> I suppose I didn't think about it that way that that. Yeah, I mean, his health is obviously in the interest of the organization. But if your car gets a flat tire. And you know that you can replace that tire and the car will be fine. And that's what you do. But if the car wants to do some experimental tire treatment that could blow up the front end of the car and make it not be a car anymore, then I mean, what's actually in the best interest (laughs) of the owner of the car? Are we talking about kit? Is this yeah, Kit I guess from Night Rider? Like <laughs> no. Kit's like, no, yeah. you need to do so, it to no, But, but that's, <laughs> that's that's basically what it is. It's like Buffalo yeah. <laughs> Buffalo kind of owns his health. So yeah, I guess I didn't really think about it that way. But that's a good That's As bad as those as bad,
2: words, yeah, it's a terrible analogy, but... <laughs> together. No, no, like just those words like owns oh, yeah, his yeah, yeah, health. Yeah. Those three words together just sound yeah. so terrible. Yeah. Owns.
1: Owns. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right.
2: Exactly. It's but the, I it's mean it's kind it, of what it is. It really is the way it is. And and within the contract structure, they're well within their rights. Cause I mean, he signed the deal, so you know, it sucks. Yeah.
0: So if he wants to do something that could jeopardize his health, then that's not good for the org. So right. they're they're gonna be against that.
2: Or or so they're they're in they're in the risk management business too, right so like John was saying if if reportedly the procedure is not something that would typically typically be done for a hockey player because there's better treatment options they're proven treatment options then you know that there's less risk there right, and so they're gonna choose that option right, right. so it's not a they're. It's not a. It's not a malicious thing. Like they're not out right. to, like, make a hurt guy more hurt. Of course not. No,
0: <laughs> but they are out to make that hurt guy get better in a way that they know
2: right. he's going to get better and still right. be serviceable to the. Still be a valuable part of the team, right? Because he's a talented player, right? He mm-hmm. is ultra talented, yeah. world class talent. Like when he skates, he looks like he's sitting in a recliner, but he's passing everyone on the ice. Like Mm -hmm. it's so relaxed and just efficient. Yeah. So you want him on the ice. Absolutely. And I know
3: that's like I've heard, I've seen from Friedman, that's part of the thing that's holding up a potential trade is because whatever team Eichel goes to, they not only have to be okay with his medical method, but Their team doctors have to be on board with it. And I think that, you know, then all of a sudden you're getting multiple sides of hockey ops involved in a trade, which normally does not happen. Normally, you're only looking at what cap space, coaches, and then management, usually. So those three. Now you're involving all three of those, but now you're bringing in your team medical side of it.
2: They always have a physical.
3: But this is a different side of a physical, obviously, because those doctors know the issue but then he's going to go get
2: right well again yeah again it's risk right so if you if you kind of know that when he shows up to the physical he's already got this thing and you know that it's going to require some sort of treatment if not some sort of surgery like yeah you probably think about that deal a little bit differently
3: yeah
0: yeah if i if i buy a car and i know it's got a bad tire then
2: i mean you got to get the going car back backs. to my analogy. You got to get the car the cars back. Get, yeah, got to get yeah. the car back. <laughs> no free ads. No shit. This Jack eichel <laughs> has been in a collision. Oh, oh, got frame damage. <laughs> 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 We're not making fun of the injury. <laughs>
0: We are yeah, not making not, fun of we're the not injury. Those, no. We're not, those we're not making
2: fun of that. No, <laughs> not at all. Again, I want to see him play. I think We wish him a speedy recovery. I think he's a great player.
3: Danny, by chance, did you catch Nikita Kucherov's post-game presser?
1: <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: <laughs>
3: Do you have any thoughts on that?
1: I couldn't get past his chest air. <laughs> like put what a did, shirt on.
3: What did I? What did uh, I say on he, my he him? He was
1: sniffling. No, he was cold.
2: Not. He was cold. He was sniffling. He needed a shirt. No, it's Florida. It's humid. The humidity <laughs> got up uh. in his sinuses, and he start. You know, he was having a problem. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So that'll do it for episode 48 and for the playoffs. The season may be at an end, but our Beers in the Lot episodes are not. We will still be here throughout the summer giving you more episodes every week. So be looking for those every Wednesday. I say it every week. Maybe this is the week you'll listen. Come join us in Discord, beersinthelot.com Discord. And tell us what you'd like to hear us talk about. We also just launched a new voicemail that you can uh, call in and leave us questions and uh, recordings that we can actually play on the show. You can also text the number. The number is 240-457-9970. Call and leave a voicemail. We won't answer, we promise, millennials. You don't actually have to talk to anybody. Or text us, and uh, maybe we'll use some of your content or ideas on the show. But that's all I got for you. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.